Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Created to Be Creative podcast. And today we have somebody look different with us today. We got Trey, Jordan, Davis. <laughs> Tell everybody what's up. What's going on, family? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Glad to be here with y'all. Most definitely. So we're talking about the creative power of music and worship. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know that there's a difference between music and worship. Yep. Um, but we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trey, if you can just go and tell us a little bit about who you are and um, what you do. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> where do I start? Um, I'm going to say it like this. I'm born in Indianapolis, Indiana. Raised in the beautiful city of Jacksonville, Florida. Shout out to Duval County. Duval! <laughs> home of the 904. Got to shout them out. Uh-huh. Um, currently living in Atlanta, but for those who want to be technical about uh-huh. it, um, I stay in McDonough, Georgia. Um, I serve as band director over at one of the greatest churches on Most this side definitely. of heaven, Abundant Life Church. Shout out to Pastor Jeremiah and Pastor Lisa Hosford. Um, been in worship and music ministry for i'd like to say a little over a decade now so in all that time you know god has shown me a lot learned a lot so ready to see what we do today most do definitely this. most definitely so um like you said you was band director you're band director at alc mm-hmm. um but you've been doing music all of your life that's true Keys, bass, drums, and organ, that's and it. organ. That's it. That well, and you sing. Yeah, you can't forget that instrument. Yep, I think that's like that. the walking instrument <laughs> side of you. Uh, let's talk about it. How did you? How did you learn? Um. Wow. Well, started off playing drums. I learned from my dad. My dad. Oh my God, one of the greatest in my eyes. Yeah. One of the greatest musicians um, to ever step on an instrument um some of y'all you know those who are choir geeks like myself Mm -hmm. um y'all probably have heard of um choir called the indiana state mass choir y'all heard of songs like uh how majestic yeah Uh that was my father on bass so yeah and um my mom she's a singer it's been singing with choirs you know even before i was born so that's how i learned Um, My dad really sat down with me and really like, well, he didn't just sit down with me. He really sat down with me and my younger brothers as well as my sister. But my dad saw at a young age that I had a passion and an interest for music. And so he really groomed, started grooming me as a drummer. That's Mm -hmm. where I started, you know, teaching me how to play on time and teaching me how to not do too much, but not do too little and drive the song and all that other stuff. That's amazing. Um, so we're going to talk about music first. Um, okay. But the part of music I want to hit is being careful of what you listen to, Ooh, um, yeah. what we're putting in in our ears, in our ear gates. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could just give us some tips or advice of how to clean our music life up. Okay. Well, you know, the Bible says that, you know, death and life, it's in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You have to be careful of what's being spoken into you. Most definitely. Um, only two things, like I said, come out of your mouth, life and death. And unfortunately, the music that we hear, 
Um, nowadays, it's the spirit of death. Now, yeah. what's that? It's not just, oh, violence and all of that other stuff, even though that kind of plays into it. Mm-hmm. But it's really, death is separation from God. That's good. Um, I heard one of my favorite artists, um, Todd Trevor, he put it this way. You have to be careful because the music that you listen to, the Bible says that we also, for we wrestle not against mm-hmm. flesh and blood, but... But against principalities, we're not talking mm-hmm. about artists. We're talking about spirits. Yes, indeed. That are, I wouldn't say being in control, but what we allow yeah. to influence us. Because a lot of people seem to think they have that mentality. Oh, the devil made me do it. The devil, no, mm-hmm. the devil cannot make you do not anything. What happens is this: the enemy comes in when we allow him access. Yes, and how do we allow the enemy access with the music we listen to? If you hear a song about gangbanging, nine times out of ten, you're going to want to go shoot someone. Exactly. <laughs> if you hear music about, oh, God, I even hate to bring this up, um, about getting it on in the bedroom, because <laughs> we got kids that may be listening to this, so uh-huh. I have to clean it up for them. Uh-huh. Um, if you hear songs like that, nine times out of ten... We're going to leave it right there. We're going to leave it yeah. right there. Um, if you hear a song that talks about depression, like nine times out of ten, While you're going to be sitting in a room. Depressed. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying we have to be careful of the music we listen to. Now, granted, I'm going to say, you know, yes, y'all know me as the church. Some of y'all who do know me mm-hmm. know me as the church boy. You know, Trey's just, uh, some of y'all have said I'm the most saved person on the planet. No, <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm, I'm, all I'm going to say is I'm striving for perfection. Yes, I'm indeed. striving to be holy as he is holy. But outside of gospel music, I, I love the good music. Yes, like indeed. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Stevie Wonder. Um, some of y'all too young for this. <laughs> Uh, cool in the gang, the midnight star, Atlantic star. Y'all, y'all don't know nothing about that. that. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I like good music because even in that music, you know, that's when actually love meant something. Yes, indeed. It wasn't just bedroom, yeah, raunchy stuff. (laughs) Not raunchy. It wasn't um like that. Like it spoke volumes, even in that kind of music. And that's why, um, like I said, we really have to be careful of the, what we put in our system because um, the Bible also says we have to be careful. And another reason, thank you, Holy Ghost, that you reminded me of this. We have to be careful because when we put music through our ears, mm-hmm. it starts infiltrating our mind. Yes, indeed. And the Bible says in, I think, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 through 5, it says, for it's not for we rest now, excuse me. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, oh, yes, but indeed. mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, mm-hmm. casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of yes, God, indeed. bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. One of the things that the enemy loves to do, anything that history has proven, mm-hmm. and history shows us that anything that is put in the earth, Anything that's manifested in the natural mm-hmm. starts with a thought. Yes, indeed. Like you, you somebody years ago, let's take uh, Coca-Cola, for example. Mm-hmm. Somebody was thinking, hey, can, let's make a tasty bre- beverage for somebody. Therefore, Coca-Cola was born. Yes, indeed. Um, 
So you look at um, well, that's for anything, and that's yeah. why I couldn't listen to like DMX, like the whole "y'all gonna make me lose my mind." I uh-huh. I wouldn't listen to that uh-huh. because you start speaking that over your life, and he really lost his mind. Like yeah. whatever you hear plants in your mind, and you start speaking it. That's true. You that, start speaking it. That's very true, and it's like you you have to be careful. You really have to be careful because that there was a book years ago. That was um, called, it was by Joyce Meyer called Battlefield of the Battlefield Mind. Battlefield of the Mind. And she got another book called Me and My Big Fat Mouth. Oh, my They gosh. speak volume. Because that's the, because the enemy th- believes, and this is his, one of his biggest things. If he can get your mind, yep. he can get your heart. Yep. And if he can get your heart, he can get your mouth. Next thing you know. Cycles. You're basically just opening yourself up for demonic activity. Most so that's why you got to be careful of what you do, of what you listen to. I'm encouraging that for the young people as well as the parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, parents. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming for y'all, but I'm trying to, <laughs> a little young brother trying to help you. Because, and listen, if you got to go, and I hate to go this far, <laughs> if you got to go through your kid's iPod. And delete stuff. Yes, indeed. Do so. Yes, indeed. Because one, because watch this. One minute, you know, your child is just the greatest thing. Yep. They'll do anything you tell them to do. <laughs> Son, go clean the room. Yes, ma'am. Next thing you know, they listening to some crazy knucklehead rap music and all of that. And now you ask them to clean their room. Next thing they saying, I'll clean my room and I'm ready. <laughs> Where does attitude come from? Check their iPod, parents. Mm-hmm. So let, let's let's clean it up. Yes, indeed. Clean it up, man. Clean the house. Now, let's help out some of the people who are like, well, I like gospel music. I like Christian music, mm-hmm. but I don't want to listen to it all the time. There are other artists like Christian rap that mm-hmm. you can listen to. There are other yeah. genres in Christian music. There's even Christian R&B music. You know, Bishop T.D. Jakes came out with it. You oh, know, second Lord. Love. Let's, can we not... <laughs> Can we not bring that? But that's that's <laughs> real though. They have it for the people. Even right. Bishop was a little, you know, bless the Lord. But yeah. they have it for people who uh-huh. have trouble coming in because a lot of people enjoy music. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about our worship leaders and the music that they're putting into their ears and the things that they're watching on TV. How can us as worship because we are worshiping daily and we are the worship leaders of our household Mm. as well how can we be careful of the things that we're putting in let's talk about same it's the same way like i just said um you the enemy comes in this is what i learned access is two ways Mm -hmm. like I could come in that door mm-hmm. and I can leave that door. Most definitely. So not only do you have access to more than like 200 channels on cable, mm-hmm. but 200 channels have access to you. Yes, indeed. The thing about it is you can protect and guard what you let in. Yes, indeed. Because when you start watching stuff on TV, it starts creating thoughts and then creates thoughts of temptation. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say temptation is because that seems to be the, the common thing but we're i'm so grateful that we have a god that said with every temptation he provides a way out yes indeed and here's the thing and i bring up ty Tribbett once again he says something so powerful and it stuck with me i heard it all the way back in 2009 and it still sticks with me today you can narrow your temptations mm-hmm. by narrowing what you expose yourself to that's good 
Because through exposure, temptation and sin is birth. Mm -hmm. That's the word. Bible says that we are drawn away by our own lust. Mm -hmm. Such lust bring forth sin, and sin when it's finished, it bring forth death. Yes, so indeed. how do we guard ourselves? We do it with fasting and prayer. Mm -hmm. Because when we fast and pray and we crucify our flesh, we could be on T we could be in front of the TV. And we come across something that looks interesting, but the Holy Ghost will rise up and say, now he's not going to command. Now he's not going to make us do anything. No, because he's a perfect gentleman. He is. But one of the things he is, is going to say, listen, he's, he's like a parent in a mm -hmm. way. Like, listen, this, I think you should go. I, I know you need, you got to go this way. Yeah. Like, and when you're sitting there flipping through channels, while you're flipping through channels, the enemy is is on your. It's like yeah. y'all ever like y'all ever seen a cartoon? Um, like there's an angel on one shoulder and the, the devil and on the own. devil on another. That's real. <laughs> yeah, that's really how it be. That's really like that and that and you know it's funny and to to most people it's funny, but that's a real thing. Yeah, you have the spirit and you have the enemy mm -hmm. constantly going to war for your mind and going for your affections because they know that when you enemy knows that when you are locked in and sensitive to the presence and the spirit of God, mm -hmm. that's when he has no more influence over your life and you break cycles and that part. You break that those cycles. Yes. We put our own selves in cycles. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. How can we stop putting ourselves in cycles? How do we stop putting ourselves in cycles? The first thing I would say is admission. Yeah. Anybody who has ever had a drug problem or an alcohol problem, the first step towards, in this case, deliverance from it is admitting I have a problem that is good I got a problem yeah and once you've admitted that normally a rehabilitation center will tell you okay do this do this I think it's like what they call it a 21 day yeah process uh-huh 21 you know day. they say you can quit a habit yeah. in 21 days um but I am I believe that to be true, but at the same time, that's not always accurate because of the God that I serve. Yeah. Somebody can come into one good encounter <laughs> and experience with him. In five seconds. In five <laughs> seconds and drop. I, let me tell y'all something. I didn't seen it. I've seen God really convict somebody and encounter um, somebody in his presence and they've left cigarette packs on the altar, yeah. bags of weed on yeah. the altar. I didn't seen it all. Yeah. So, how do you break cycles? Another thing you got to stop doing is making excuses. That is good. Because a lot of people say, well, my mom did that. Oh, my grandmother <laughs> did. Well, my daddy was all like that. that. Wine. No, all of that. No. God don't like all that wine. He does not. Because guess what? The buck has to stop with somebody. Yeah. Who going to stop it if not them? Yeah. And here's the thing. They had a chance to stop it. But chose not to. Yep. And now it's fallen on you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that to p apply pressure or to scare anybody. But what I'm saying is, listen, if you want to see God's um, God change their life, you're going to have to be the one that God uses to issue the change. Yep. I know it's hard. I know it sounds ridiculous. And I know it sounds impossible. But guess what? 
One thing I know about God, and the seasoned saints would say it, mm-hmm. they say God specializes yes, in things that are impossible, yes, and he will did. do what no other power can do. How do you break a cycle? You do it with the word. Yep, with the word. You do it with the word, be it cycles of addiction, be it cycles of anger, be it cycles of divorce, be it the cycle, be any cycle of anything. You got to have a made up mind. Yeah. Like, I, I go back to that. We go back to that. It's it starts mind. in the mind. Yes, indeed. Once you have a made-up mind, now, that let me tell you. Now, let me say this because a lot of people won't say it. <laughs> when you have a made-up mind, that does not mean the enemy is going to stop messing with you. No, not at if all. If anything. It puts a target. <laughs> you basically, once you've had a made-up mind, listen, I'm going down the straight and narrow way. I'm walking down the path of righteousness. You've basically put a target on exactly. your back for the enemy to mess with you. But you had to, but stay in that mind, made-up mind. The Bible says, let this mind be in you yes. that was also in, in Christ. Christ. Yes, God. So once you, once you, oh, God, thank you. <laughs> Romans 12, 2, mm-hmm. be not conformed. Yep. To this world, but be, be transformed, transformed yes, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that this is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Mm-hmm. Once you have a made up mind, that'll shut everything down. Yes, indeed. But once you, and once God frees you and delivers you and breaks that cycle, it's now up to you mm-hmm. to keep it broken. Yes, How do you indeed. keep it broken? With prayer, with fasting, and with worship. Yes. Because one thing I know about worship, the enemy can't sit in a place where real worship is. That's indeed. Because watch this. My my, my former pastor said it this way. Anybody can praise. Mm-hmm. But if you really want want to be put in a place where the enemy can't find you, mm-hmm. go and worship. Yep. Because the Bible says that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Yep. See, you got a whole lot of people, Jalen, mm-hmm. that call themselves praising the Lord, but uh, they just cut somebody out exactly. in the parking lot because they got in their parking space uh-huh. before church started. Yeah. Right? So it's like, what do you do? Like, you have to you have to be put in a place where, Lord, let my worship to you yeah. be real. Let yeah. my worship to you be true. Because, like I said, the enemy cannot sit in a place like that. Mm-hmm. He cannot abide in real worship. Because watch this. Watch this. Worship requires relationship. Yes, indeed. And I just I remember something that evangelist Matt Hartley said. Worship requires intimacy with the Father. Mm-hmm. You go back, and he brought this up. You go back to the story of Jacob and Esau. Yeah. Isaac's getting ready to die. And he's getting ready to bestow the blessing, Mm -hmm. the birthright upon Esau. Why? Because he's the oldest. Mm -hmm. But his mother, but I, but Jacob's mother, Rebecca said, um, I'm going to help you out. Yeah. We going to come up with a plan. We're going to fix this. Uh Right. (laughs) And so when he gets before Isaac, he starts talking. He says, come closer. Yeah. See, worship brings you into a place of closeness with God. Yeah. To deal with what Evangelist Hartley said, the poser. Uh-huh. And the problem that we have in churches today is we got a whole lot of worship leaders. And I'm sorry if this is going to cut somebody. <laughs> we got a whole lot of worship leaders who are posers. Yep. Now, I'm I'm just going to go off the record and say I'm not perfect. I we still are. have to a- repent to God every day when I make a mistake. Yes, indeed. But 
to constant, but to be in a life of sin and ungodliness and continue in that and then jump your hips on stage on <laughs> Sunday morning or Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Yeah. Because the Bible, praise only has but one requirement. Literally. It only has one. Yep. And that's found in Psalm 150, verse 6. Mm-hmm. Let everything that, that has breath praise, praise the Lord. The Lord. Mm-hmm. But when God talks about worship, this is his requirement. He says, David said, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Mm-hmm. And who shall dwell in his holy yes, place? Indeed. He that hath clean hands yep. and a pure heart and have not lifted his soul up to vanity. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what God's requirement for worship is, <laughs> take a look at that. Yep. Because I'm telling you, God will not show up in an atmosphere with worship leaders who are not consecrating themselves before they take and that And I platform. think that's the biggest part is consecration. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know how to consecrate themselves. Yeah. Set this up. They're trying to get ready for worship on Saturday night mm-hmm. when you should have been preparing for worship. All week long. All week long. Why are you waiting to Saturday night? So, oh, well, let me get my spirit ready. I can't watch this. Can I tell you? Uh-huh. Because they're relying on their skills. Yeah. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. Oh, we got people watching uh, wizard shows or, or listening to all kinds of music and getting up there. And it's like, you spewing that out in the congregation. Exactly. And you know what? You brought, you. brought It's funny you bring that up. Because three years ago... um. I, this was when I was working at another, uh, I was working at Coca-Cola. I was working at Coca-Cola. And while I was working, there's big, heavy machines, like, going off this loud, just loud. <laughs> so I had earplugs in. Uh-huh. So I'm working, and I hear a voice say, it's time out for contaminated worship. Wow. I stopped. That was my first time I ever heard God. Wow. I stopped everything. I said, Lord, what did you just say? <laughs> He said it again. I said, he said, it's time out for contaminated worship. And what he brought to me was like, um, brought me to, brought me to two examples, a river and perfume. Wow. Whenever like anything that goes through the sewers mm-hmm. gets put in the river mm-hmm. and anything that's in that river that came from the sewer is going to cause it to be contaminated. Yes, indeed. That's how our worship is. Yeah. Sometimes. Yep. Like, and I'm, that's been me in the past. I, I'm just going to put that out there. I'm telling you. I feel myself. like everybody has walked through it. Though. Exactly. Because you're supposed to. It's a yeah. part of the learning process. Exactly. You're going to mess up. You're going to have faults. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing about it is, like, we, and here's the second thing he brought to me was perfume. The prayer that we constantly pray, worship leaders say this all the time, is, Lord, let our worship be a sweet, sweet aroma. smelling <laughs> aroma in your nostrils. Yep. Let me tell you something. I asked my mother. I remember when the Lord gave me that revelation. I called my mother immediately. I said, Mom, what do, what do you think makes perfume smell bad? And she said, well, son, I mean, I don't specialize in this, but what I can tell you is that um, the per- there somebody may put in a perfume that may smell good to one person, mm-hmm. but it smells bad 
to another person. Mm -hmm. And that's, oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's how we treat God. Yeah. We think that because it sounds good to the congregation, uh -huh. the question is, does it sound good to, to God? God? Because, yes. yeah, in their eyes and their ears, it's like, okay, they must really know uh -huh. God. But God is saying, no, Joker. You, uh, you you have you you ain't been in your word. You yep. haven't been praying. You haven't been fasting. How you gonna jump your hips up here and say, Lord, I give you glory because you're a provider. This, that, and the third. Really? Yep. How do you know? Exactly. How do you know? You don't spend enough time with me. That's good to know that. That's good because I, I and I challenge worship leaders, and I'm not coming for nobody, and I'm not condemning nobody. So I don't want nobody getting on here and talking about <laughs> no inboxing me and texting me later when they hear this saying, "Troy, I think you was kind of wrong for that." No, <laughs> but what I'm saying is I challenge worship leaders to really, really cons consecrate yourself, guard your minds, guard your hearts, and guard your souls, yeah. because I promise you we are living in a day and age where people are tired of the same old stuff happening in church, fake phony worship leaders that aren't that claim one thing in church, but they're living something else totally different. Yes, indeed. He, the, the, they're tired of it. God's tired of it. Yep. And it's only a matter of time. Before a changing of the guard yep. happens. Yes, indeed. Because let me tell you something. God will use the ones that they may not have the same skill set. Mm -hmm. But if they have a humble heart. And they're available. And they're available. See, it's always the ones that we think. Yeah. And I say we, when I, when I say we, I say man. It's always the one that man thinks cannot be used by God because they don't have a skill set. Uh -huh. Let's go all the way back to my favorite <laughs> character in the entire Bible, David. David. I knew it. <laughs> yep, you know me so well, Jayla. You look at David's story. Saul, God says through the prophet Samuel, Saul, you're getting ready to be removed as king because mm -hmm. you will not obey. Yeah. But... God says to Samuel, go to Bethlehem, go to Jesse's house in Bethlehem, and there I have the next king for you. Mm -hmm. Notice, Jesse gets word that the prophet is coming to his house because one of his sons is getting ready to be anointed king. Uh -huh. Who does he get? He, he gets the ones that look the part. Yeah, or the ones he think. Think look the part. Uh, and the one out there who he don't, you know, like, I don't know if this is my child, you know, but he out there with the sheep. Yeah. He called him for his sons. Exactly. And when all all the sons came before Samuel, God says, nope. Nope. Each and every last one. You said he, he and even Samuel himself, uh -huh. somebody who hears from God, yep. somebody who walks with God, yep. even thought himself, got carnal minded for a mm -hmm. second and said, went back past the first son is like, woo. Look, he looks strong. Yeah. He, yeah. he perfect. He, he, he perfect. Yeah. God said, before he got ready to pour the oil, he said, whoa, stop. Yeah. One second. You looking at what he looks like, uh -huh. but I look at the heart. Yep. See, worship leaders, I need y'all to tell y'all, God is not interested in your shouting, in nope. your dancing, in your singing, in your playing, in your running, and all of that, if your heart ain't in the right place toward him. That's good. Because I'm telling you, 
yeah, God is not interested in none of that. If you still hold unforgiveness, yeah. If you still hold bitterness, yep. If you still hold envy, yep. If you still hold hold jealousy, if you have not like all of that, if you stuff, ain't put none of your stuff on the altar, exactly, you cannot be used by God efficiently. Exactly, He'll use you. He'll use a donkey, but <sighs> you won't be used to your full capacity. Exactly. And let's talk about this right here. Let's talk about preparing for worship. Okay. How do we prepare for worship? Now, when you say prepare for worship, you're talking about like Sunday morning, right? Yeah. Sunday morning worship. You're coming into church. You shouldn't come thinking, oh, well, this band finna lead me to worship. You should already have your spirit right. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Getting your spirit right and prepared for worship mm-hmm. and not depending on humans to get them ready, but already being prepared. Talk about it. Well, we do need to talk about this because <laughs> we need to uh, take the stress off of worship leaders and musicians all across this nation. Yes, indeed. Because it is not, okay, it is our job to lead you into the presence of the Lord, but you should already have a spirit of worship even before the end. Yeah. Now, with me, um, and I make this requirement and I know some of the AOC unit, the band at the church, mm-hmm. will tell you that I say this. I I say at least, well, when they told me this, um, we fast once a week, yeah. preferably on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. That's our process. But with me, I and I'm not trying to make myself seem better than anybody else, but because I know what God requires of me, yeah, I at least take three days out of the week. That's good. I take three days out of the week to fast, to pray, and really seek the Lord um, so that I can be in tune with what will happen on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. My prayer is always, Lord, I move my agenda out the way mm-hmm. so that you can have your way. Yeah. One of the things that stops a move of God is we we get so caught up in our agenda. Mm-hmm. Like this is, excuse me, set list that we put together. This, that, and the third. But what if God wants to change it? Exactly. Room for the Holy Spirit to move. Yeah, you got to give room for God to move. And Because I'm going to tell you, God will not force himself no. upon anybody. Perfect. He gentleman. is the perfect gentleman. He only shows up where he's invited. Yes, indeed. And not trying to put a damper on anybody else's church. That's not what I do. Not at all. But one thing I can say about abundant life, Mm -hmm. we make room for God to move Mm -hmm. always. Yeah. Like, seriously, whether it be Sunday morning, whether it be an awakening service, which, by the way, if you missed the awakening, that's all I'm going to say. Lord, Just leave it right there. (laughs) Lord, help. Go back and watch the lives, okay? (laughs) Because it was powerful, powerful. But um, always you got to have that mind frame of worship. Like, if I can explain my personal process, mm-hmm. especially on Sunday mornings, and this may make some people be like, what? I'm normally up out of the bed by 5 o'clock. Yes, indeed. I'm up by 5, praying from 5 to 5.30, sometimes 5.45. Um, and then I'm up getting dressed, but I'm constantly listening to worship. Yeah. Feeling my mind with worship and even when I so that when I come into when I come up to the church for rehearsal before service I'm already in that mindset listen this is what we came to do yeah like you have to already be in that mindset of worship and speaking from a congregational standpoint 
congregational members, <laughs> church members, this is your church announcement <laughs> for today. Worship throughout the week so that we don't have to work so hard. Yeah, so you don't come in a dry. Yeah. Dry. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? But because, like, when you go to work, you don't come in with the mindset of, well, some people do come in the mindset, I don't want to be at work. If you come in the mindset, I don't want to be at work, then you've already... Defeated yourself. Yeah, you've already spoke life into that. So mm-hmm. you're not ready for worship. I didn't come in this podcast like, oh, man, I got to... No, I was excited. I was prepared. Yeah. Prepare yourself for yeah. your day. Yeah. Like, that's one thing I said about um, Benny Hinn's book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Preparing yourself. Get yourself ready, you know, and... I feel like a lot of us, we be like, oh, I don't like what song they're singing. Even I'll do it. I don't like what song they're singing, this, this, and that. But you have to call yourself and your mind in the perfect will of God. Like, you have to say, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm coming in with the mindset to serve and to worship. Exactly. Now, let's talk about far younger people who have a hard time, like, I'm a, that are musicians. We're talking to musicians. Okay. Let's talk to musicians. Okay. Purifying ourselves, saying, you know what? I know you want it. You seeing people on TikTok doing R&B song challenge, but you have to keep yourself right. Mm, you shouldn't mm. be hopping on this person live singing this R&B song when you know you called to sing for the Lord. Let's talk about that because you're a musician. And I can talk about that from both perspectives, yes, both indeed. aspects as a musician and as a singer, because at one point, um, this this is just me sharing this, I worked on an R&B project before. Yeah. Like a full R&B album. Now, it wasn't just me as a songwriter. Um, it was several others. But even in that, I was like, this ain't what I'm called to. This ain't me, yeah. This ain't me. <laughs> what like, am I doing? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Like, you have that, it's like that light bulb <laughs> hit, like clicked on, like, what am I doing? Yeah, like. Now, to speak to musicians, let me say this. When you know for a fact that you're getting ready to enter the house of the Lord, you basically your prayer should be, Lord, anything that I've put in my system mm-hmm. that would hinder me from giving you my best worship, remove it. Yeah. Like, because what a lot of people seem to think is, you know, they say, you know, music's not too, the music that the musician plays is not important. No, it's important. It's the biggest because part. Because you never know that your music can either heal somebody or hear, or hinder somebody. Yes, indeed. And the best example, we go back to David. Mm-hmm. When Saul was tormented by the evil spirit of the Lord, Let's stop right there real yeah. quick because I want to address that because I asked my mother a question. I asked her, Mom, why does the Bible say it was an evil spirit from the Lord Because if the Lord has nothing to do with evil? Mm-hmm. And she said to me, Son, you're right. He has nothing to do with evil. Yeah. But the moment you say, I'm not going to do this God's way and I'm going to do this my way, mm-hmm. you open yourself up for demonic activity mm-hmm. in your life. So they said, find somebody who is cunning and it's crazy because I just read this scripture uh-huh. before I came in here. Wow. Um, find somebody who is cunning and skillful can, that can play on the harp. And of everybody that probably could play the harp mm-hmm. in the kingdom of Israel, 
they sent for David. Yeah. Now, this was shortly after David was anointed king. Mm -hmm. See, back then, he was just he was just that kid and the pastor mm -hmm. playing the harp. But when God put that oil on him, yeah. basically his oil, somebody heard him and basically his oil spoke for him. Yeah. And I want to stop right there too. Musicians, we got to stop. Yeah. We got to stop with this. You know, I'm a, I'm a good musician. This, yeah. that, and that. No, no. You, you, one thing I learned is your gift and your anointing will tell on you. Yes, indeed. Okay. It's, it's told on me several times. <laughs> so yeah. Like you play a big part in somebody's deliverance. Yeah. Okay. You play a big part. That's why you have to be sensitive to the spirit of God. A musician only plays what he feels. Yeah. But a minstrel is sensitive That's to what good. God is doing. That's good, Trey. That's good what you said. Being sensitive to the spirit. Absolutely. How can we be more sensitive to the spirit? Goes back to Prayer and fasting. That's good. Spending time with the Father. Spending time with the Father, mainly praying and fasting. Mu musicians, well, I'm even going to say that word, minstrels. Yeah. Minstrels, Levites, um, band leaders, music directors. It's important that you're sensitive to what God is wanting to do in that moment. Mm -hmm. And in and, and that particular moment of worship, you have to know where the river is flowing. Yeah. Like, I'll give you a prime example. Um, this past Sunday, we did a song um, called We Need a Miracle. Mm -hmm. um, talking about how he's a miracle maker, how he's a provider, how he's this and he's, he's everything that we need, and he's going to get the glory. Yeah. And just before Pastor Jeremy comes up, like we we're just about ready to end the song. I'm in my mind. I'm ready to I'm ready to end the song and yeah. just like just flow from there. But in my spirit, Lord said, "Play the part. Play the song, Jira." Yeah. Um. And all I heard in that moment, as I'm getting ready to end the song, I told the band in the talkback, I said, "Hold on for one second. Mm -hmm. And I started playing. If he dresses the lilies. With beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe you? I was like, wow. Y'all, if I could sing, I would have I harmonized. But <laughs> got, it, got it in me. I'm going to lead at the train. I'm going to lead at the train. It's all good, though. <laughs> but what I said that as an example to say, listen, you don't ever know what yeah. some Because watch this. The music that we do really ain't for us it really ain't it's really to touch somebody out in the audience that needs to hear it exactly so we they may not know father. it yeah we may not know that but as long as we're sensitive to god it's like when they hear that line if he watches over every spell how much more does he love you it'll cause them to think you know what and it immediately shift the atmosphere exactly it made it easier for the man of god to come up and deliver the word. Yes. It plays the part in like serving the meal. Like because you were sensitive to the spirit of God, it prepared the way for the entree to come in. Mm-hmm. And let me say this, and I'm about to get in trouble for this one. Oh Lord, we honor God. We honor God. Musicians, stop leaving the service and going in the green room and just sitting there until it's time for him to close. All right, um, Bishop Paul. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Now listen, now listen, I'm not, like like I said, I'm not coming for nobody, but one of the things that um, you have to know your leader. 
Yeah. That's the thing. You have to know your leader. And no matter how many times. The Bible tells us that, though. Know those who, who labor, labor among, among you. you. You have to. You have to. You have to be in tune with the spirit of yes. your leader. Not only but your leader, but also with God. Because, like you said, you have to be sensitive to God. But you also have to know your leader in order to flow. It's it's like it like flow like a body, honestly, mm-hmm. which we are called to be yeah. is the body of Christ. And the thing about it is, watch this. If you're really talking about somebody who you're talking about your leader, somebody who flows in the fivefold ministry mm-hmm. gifts, you may see him as teacher and think, okay, he's just gonna teach, so he ain't even gonna hoop and holler yeah. and this that. So I'ma just go to the vending machine, give me a bag of Doritos, uh-huh. and call it a day, and just wait no, until. No, who church got a vending machine? If y'all got a vending machine, invite me. Uh, really? <laughs> I really? Wanna, I want to oh smack in the house of the Lord. But anyway, <laughs> but here's the thing: God may be saying to him, "I don't need you to be a teacher. Yeah, I need you to be a prophet. Yeah." And anybody who knows anything about the prophetic knows this, that music helps drive mm-hmm. the spirit of prophecy in an atmosphere. Yeah. It's, so you got to be on hand. That's in the word. Exactly. God called for them to go before him. Mm-hmm. Then he came in. Also with e- Elisha and Elijah called forth the minstrel to play. Yep. That 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 is good. Mm-hmm. It proceeds. Sound proceeds the move of God. Exactly. Now I wanna. I want you to talk about this right here, Trey, and I want you to keep it keep it nice, all right? Okay. Y'all, if y'all know Trey Jordan Davis, he tend to say what's <laughs> what's on his mind. Um, we are temperature controllers. Let's that's what they, well, that's what they call me. Trey is the temperature. Con- Temperature controller. Come on now. But I want to also talk about this. Juanita Bynum, she mm-hmm. said something um, yeah. that was very powerful. She was working the altars, and she looked at a girl. She the, the lady was her armor bearer. She told her the lady was over there worshiping and praying, and she said, um, right now in this moment, your job isn't to pray. It isn't to worship. It's to be an armor bearer. Mm-hmm. You Come, come! What you came to do, right? Yeah. I feel like sometimes a lot of us go up on that stage and think, "I'm gonna come up here and I'm gonna receive." But your job right now isn't to receive; your job is to minister. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. I feel like, cause like you see people when they're singing and their mics are down and they're worshiping. It's like you're here to minister, not to worship. When, worship while you minister. When people don't fully understand their assignment. They just treat it like it's nothing. Yeah, that is true. When 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 worshipers don't understand what their assignment is, mm-hmm. then how are they expected to do the task at hand. at hand in that particular moment? It's like working a job. How am I expected to be a, let's just use, photographer? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to be a photographer? And I ain't never picked up a camera. Exactly. Like, how are you, how are you going to, how is somebody going to call me and say, Troy, we need you to take photos for this. I ain't <laughs> never picked up a camera a day in my life. What in the world? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, you have to, when you're, when you're up on that platform and you're up on that stage, your mentality should be, I'm here to usher the people into 
the Holy of Holies. Yeah. When they get to the church, they've stepped on the outer court. Exactly. When they get in, it's the inner court. Yeah. Once worship starts, we're taking them into the Holies of Holies. There's yeah. three different phases. Yeah. So once you have that mindset, yes, and, and, and this is the thing that they always use. They seem to use this excuse, like, Oh, like when they start worshiping and getting all loud and all of that stuff, you know, the Holy Spirit took up. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit <laughs> falls in order. Yeah. The Bible says that everything be done decent See, and in order. Yes. Thank okay? you for order. So let's, let's address that. You know, you have to understand that your assignment in that particular moment right there is to lead the people into his presence. Yeah. It's not to receive from the Lord Yet you receive from the Lord when the word comes. Forth. Yes, indeed. But in this moment, your your job is to serve the Lord. Your job is to minister to Him yep. and minister to the people. You came to work. Exactly. <laughs> let's I work. Got a, I got a job to do, so yeah. let's do it. Yeah. That's when I actually, I like when people are like welcome to worship. It. I'm welcoming you into worship, but I want to talk about the creative power of worship fully because I feel like daily we should be worshiping it should not be just when you have a band or, or music worship is a daily aspect let's talk about that Trey let's talk about how we are daily worshiping in everything that we do when you walk in you're worshiping when you walked in here you was worshiping whatever you do in life you're worshiping mm-hmm. whether it's you're worshiping to God or you're worshiping evil things. Like yeah. like you said, depression. You listen yeah. to that music, you're worshiping depression. Absolutely. Well, let me say it this way. So the question was, how do you prepare yourself? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you get yourself to a mood of I'm worshiping daily? How do you get yourself in order to that? Worshiping daily. Yes, indeed. Well, a good place to start would be having worship playing through the house or playing on your phone, Mm -hmm. playing through your iPod, whichever. Um, That's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. And while you're worshiping, open your word. That's good. That's, that's one thing I will do um, on a Sunday, especially on a Sunday morning. You know, when I'm worshiping um, at home, I'll normally have my word opened up. Mm -hmm. And while, while a song is playing, sometimes I'll, I'll read my word, but sometimes I'll stop and just, close my eyes and just just start singing that's good i just close my eyes and start singing um even for those who can't sing y'all can still yeah listen bible says make a joyful noise unto the lord even if it don't sound joyful it's joyful to him yeah huh even though they say i sound like a wounded moose whoever's saying you sound like a wounded moose need to stop (laughs) anyway um what i will say is how do you maintain that daily it's like once you get in the habit of it's a lifestyle, Yeah, you make the necessary adjustments. It's like you saying you want to lose weight. Yeah, You make the necessary adjustments. You you cut Burger King help. <laughs> That's his favorite I, I'm a little indifferent about <laughs> it because, yeah, I, I just recently cut Burger King out, you know, I, at least once in a blue moon. Yeah. If it's necessary. But um, it's like losing weight. You make this necessary adjustments. You you cut down on, you know, sodas. You yeah. cut down on uh, burgers. You cut down on just greasy and fried food and all mm-hmm. of that. And you take in what's necessary 
to keep your body healthy, to keep you strong and all of that, to build your stamina and your endurance up. So the, the same way we care so much about wanting to lose weight and be healthy mm-hmm. in the natural, we do that same thing spiritually, praying throughout the week. Even yeah. if you don't fast three days a week, at least once a week. Exactly. You know, start off there. Mm-hmm. You know, be, and once you start off there, it will gradually grow. I started off with one day a week. Mm-hmm. And now I'm able to do three days, 21 days, because, you know, and, and here's the thing. Nobody should have to tell you to fast. Nobody. Like, people say you got to be, some people, somebody said you got to be led to go on a fast. Oh, no, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. Fasting breaks things. It, it breaks things for people. And it gives you a revelation. Exactly. Because you're in an intimate sp- space with God. Mm-hmm. So, you should fast. You you should be fasting at least once a week, even if it's for like, Lord, I'm gonna go on a, a three hour fast, or I'm gonna fast from six to six. So I I'm a fast. I'm a fast social media. Some of us need to fast social media, absolutely, so we can find out our purpose. Yes, and not pick up somebody else's purpose. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. That's big thing. Very big thing. It's important that once you take those little steps to developing a lifestyle of worship, not just on Sunday mornings, Mm -hmm. because worship doesn't just stop there. Yeah. It goes throughout the week. Yes, indeed. Once you develop those those habits, it'll carry with you. Yes, indeed. And then for those of you that plan on being married and having kids, you teach them. Yeah. Teach them that a lifestyle of worship is what's going to keep, you know, you rooted and grounded in the things of God. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's and one of the things we're going wrong is the parents are so gun ho in being in the presence of God for themselves yeah. that they're forgetting. You have to teach yeah. the younger generation. You've got to you, cultivate you have your to family. Cultivate them. Yes. You have to teach them. Yes. Because how are they going to know yes, unless indeed. they're being taught? The Bible says, "How will the." How will they hear mm-hmm. without a preacher? Yes, indeed. And watch this. It's not just talking about the pastors. Yeah. The Bible says you as the man are the priest of the home. Mm-hmm. Before they come to church, yeah. they should already be hearing the word of God in their house. Exactly. And if you a single mama, you the priest of your home. Exactly. <laughs> Same applies with you. The, the, your children should be hearing the word of God yes, and not just hearing it, but seeing an example exactly. of it lived out through yes. you. Yes, indeed. Because if they see it lived through you and they see the blessings and the rewards and the fruits mm-hmm. of you doing it God's way, if they see it through you, it's going to cause them to say, you know what? Let me try it this yep. way. After bumping your head so many times. <laughs> yep. And that was me. Cause I I can't t- I can't tell you how many times I've bumped my head with stuff mm-hmm. where, and it, it just recently it took me just till now <laughs> to finally realize that let me try it God's way yeah and within a short amount of time yes indeed. God came in and did everything that I needed Him to do yes indeed so let's see let's watch God do what He does when we develop a lifestyle of worship most definitely Trey I have had. An amazing time having you on here. I was not expecting this. You've been dropping knowledge and just great things to help impact people's lives. Mm-hmm. I just want everybody to know y'all can follow Trey at what on Instagram? Okay, so Instagram musician underscore 
TJ Davis. I'm going to say that one more time. Musician underscore TJ Davis. You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook. Just look Trey Davis without my, I have a little apostrophe by my name, but I didn't put it on my Facebook page. You shouldn't miss it. You should see a tall looking brother with a microphone in his hand. So we're all yeah. white on. Well, all white and somewhat denim blue. on his jacket. So the yeah. photo was definitely shot by me. Just yeah, y'all. y'all shout out that. to Jayla White for my profile picture. Most definitely. And yeah. I thank y'all for listening to the Created to Be Creative podcast. And keep creating, y'all.